Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner, where we speak with other coaches and those who inspire, move, and motivate people to action. Listeners will learn about coaching and the many coaching niches and have an opportunity to ask questions of the, Wendy, the many wonderful coaches who are my guests. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching, and I help people to discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams, and with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com. If you're listening live and you have a question, the call-in number is 646-929-2893. That's a New York number, in case you're wondering. Again, it's 646-929-2893. You will be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press the number 1, that will let me know that you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page, so feel free to join in. Now, tonight we return to a topic from my second show that was nearly a year ago, when we talked about relationships and finding Mr. Right. Now, Kelly Wallace and Frankie Picasso are known as the Love Wranglers. After four divorces and dozens of failed relationships, these life and love experts know what it takes to attract the best person, make love fabulous, and make it last. They offer honest advice, fun ideas, and the kick in the pants you may need to find and keep your Mr. or Ms. Right. Frankie, by the way, was also one of my mentors and teachers back at International Coach Academy. You can learn more about the Love Wranglers at www.theloverranglers.com. Now, it's just been brought to my attention that Frankie is experiencing a power failure up in Canada, and it's a good chance he will not be calling in tonight. But we're going to go ahead with the Love Wrangler. Uh, we'll not be Wranglers tonight. Just a love wrangler, and I will tell you about Kelly Wallace, who has been an intuitive life and relationship counselor for over 20 years, and she's often been called the soulmate specialist and the heart healer, and uh, she's also written a bunch of uh, of fiction books, and I put at least one of them on the show page if you'd like to take a look, and you can find more on Amazon, and together, Kelly and Frankie are the love wranglers, and love wrangler Kelly, are you with us? Yes, I am, Andrew, and thank you so much for having me on the show today, and I'm sorry Frankie couldn't make it. I, I know it meant so much to you. You get her sidekick, so <laughs> that's almost <laughs> as good. <laughs> well, it's, 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 a good, it's, a good, it's a good half of a team, and I'm, I'm excited to, to meet you, and I've had Frankie on the show uh, in the past, and uh, she was one of uh, my uh, most highly downloaded shows, and uh, I'm very curious to see how we're going to do with this. Uh, all kinds of people want to know about finding uh, true love and finding Mr. Right and Ms. Right or Mrs. Right, but we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we try to stay away from that, you know, <laughs> married couples. But, you know, Frank and I started the Love Wranglers because, as you mentioned in, at the beginning of the show, there are four divorces between us. Dozens of failed relationships, and people probably think, oh, my goodness, well, how can these people talk about finding a good relationship? But that's just what we did. You know, we let go of our baggage. We reevaluated what we felt we truly deserved compared to what you know, we were brought up to feel about ourselves, you know, through you know, you learn so many things during your childhood, watching your parents and other adults around you, and it, it tends to warp you at times. And 
so you get into bad relationships, but we put that all behind us, and we both found wonderful men, and so we're out there trying to get people to wake up and either get out of their dissatisfying uh, relationships, you know, that they're not satisfied in, or just really look at their partner through new eyes and make a go of it, because too many people give up too quickly. Hmm. Now, now that now that you're calling yourself the love wranglers, do you do you, have you been using partner instead of partner? <laughs> we do our show. You know, we have the love wranglers show on TogiNet, and we just have a blast with that. You know, although relationships are a very serious issue, especially when you're dealing with you know abuse topics, we always try to keep our humor involved in the show. So. You know, that people see that you do. You need to keep your sense of humor no matter what's going on. And that's how we just, I don't know, we just woke up one day and just did the Love Wrangler thing, and we have all these sound effects, and it has a Western slant to it. It's a lot of fun. Oh, it sounds like a lot of fun. I took a look at your website with, uh, I, what do you call that motif? It reminds me of like a kerchief. Kind right, of. The, the blue bandana background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so right. I wasn't making that up. Good. <laughs> yeah, that was really that was really cool. So you, I love like I understand you're you're a mother of five children. Yep, I have five daughters. The oldest is over twenty five, and my youngest is sixteen. And I've been a single mom for the past seven years. So, you know, I've had experience across the board, you know, between being married twice and being on my own and really finding myself after that second divorce because in my mind people should be married forever. That, you know, my parents stayed together, my grandparents, and they had this miserable relationships and that's what I learned. But I got to a point where I guess, you know, midlife crisis and I thought, well, I don't want to do this anymore. So I decided just to go out on my own and I've never been happier. And yes, I have found true love, but no, I'm not married yet and I'm not in any hurry. Mm. You know, I, I wanted to ask you about something you just brought up. You're talking about how you your your parents were, were stayed married, your grandparents. What do you think or have you have you even thought about this? What is different today? that has made such a, a shift in, in how we look at things like marriage and long-term relationships? Well, I think, you know, back when, I don't know how old you are, Andrew, so I want to send you, but, you know, way back when, 30, 40 years ago, things were so much different than they are now. People just didn't get divorced. They stayed together. Sure, maybe they had affairs behind each other's backs or they took to drinking or whatever they could do to stay together. And then I think as time went on, people just started getting divorced. And I think it's a lot different now. And in some ways, I think it's worse because I think that people are so used to living in a throwaway society that now they don't give marriage a chance. You know, they went from staying married for 20, 30, 40, 50 years to lasting six months or a year. You know, the person doesn't say the right thing, do the right thing, they don't communicate, they don't grow as individuals, and they just throw each other away. So what 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 might people start looking for before they get married that might make a difference in what kind of outcome results? Well, Frank and I always tell our clients, you know, they come to us, they're looking for love, 
we look into their background, and what we always tell them is, what do you really want? You know, what's your self-worth? Because we tell people, whoever you're attracting, whoever you're with, that's a direct reflection of what you feel you deserve. And sometimes people are shocked by it. It's like, what, I don't feel I deserve a a boring relationship or an abusive one, but it's where their self-esteem is at that point in time. So we help them to build up their self-esteem, make some new rules, and really get down to the nitty-gritty of what they want in a lasting relationship. Because too many people tend to just jump for the first person who comes along. Women are notorious for it, and some men do too. If you feel unattractive, if your self-esteem is in the john, you're going to go for whoever comes along and even pays attention to you. And too many women do this. Mm. Oh, by the way, I see that I have somebody on the switchboard. I don't know who it is. If that, if it is Frankie and you are listening, press one so I'll know it's you. Then the magic hand will come up and let me know. I can't. Uh, I, I can see the area code. I can actually see the phone number. It might just be a guess. And if you're not up, oh, I see the hand coming up. All oh, right. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Hello. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> I thought you'd never answer the phone. <laughs> I'm sitting out in a truck in the middle. It's freezing out today. All of a sudden it got really cold. Sitting out in a truck in my driveway because Dan's, Dan's cell phone adapter fit, fit my phone, which we just found out, because I have no power. Somebody hit a power line. A car hit a power line here, and we've been oh with goodness. it right now for six hours. And the guy, when I called Hydro, they said, yeah, I'll be on in two hours. That was at, you know, like 4 o'clock. <laughs> Here we are, 9.30, and it's still, we're, we're in the dark. We're in the dark. We have a candle. So I'm sitting out here, and all of a sudden it went from, like, really warm yesterday to to uh, chill factor of, like, minus 17 right now. <laughs> wow. Well, this, uh, Frankie, this, this, uh, this definitely helps you live up to your uh, name as the unstoppable Frankie Vitasso. That's right. Kelly's been doing a great job telling me about the Love Wranglers and about what we do and, and how we, we, you know, we coach folks to find the love that, that they deserve and the love that, that they're looking for, that we all search for. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give you right now in the middle, I've never done this before, a, a mid-show introduction because, uh, you know, you weren't here in the beginning and so I didn't introduce you. Here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce you as if, as if you weren't here. So Frankie Picasso, also known as the unstoppable Frankie Picasso, is a certified master coach who has specialized in relationships, medi- mediation, and sexual health. For over 20 years, she was one of the first entrepreneurs on the social marketing scene in the early 90s with her wildly successful customized condom company, CondomSense, where she partnered with public health, health corporations and universities across North America to encourage Safe sex, and uh, Frankie is one of the love wranglers. I am. I am. Right, we got the wranglers back. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ass is back in the wranglers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, so, so how did how did you two get together? Oh, geez, Kelly and I've been working together for years. Uh, we've had different radio shows that we've done together. Uh, we uh, partnered up. Um, I can't remember how we met Kelly. <laughs> it's been a long it seems time. Like we've always known each other. Yeah. And we've always been trying to do something. We knew something big was between us, and we kept trying and kept trying. And then one day, 
you know, she contacted me. It had been a little while, and it just solidified like that, like overnight. It just came to us. The time was right, and, you know, the Love Wranglers show and, you know, just the Love Wranglers in general, it's getting a lot of attention. People love it. Actually, Kelly Kelly um, was with me when we first started the, the Institute for Quantum Living, and then she went on to do some other things, and, and I stuck around with it. But so we've been together for a while. If, if you've been, you know, following Coach Frankie, then you'll know about the Institute. Absolutely. I know a lot of, I'm, I'm always speaking for my listeners who, you know, they may never have heard of you before tonight. Right. Although, of course, you are my, you are my uh, repeat guest, Frankie. You are actually the second person to be a f- repeat guest on my show. Wow. It's an honor. Thank it you. It is. I'm actually, <laughs> I am honored to have you on my show again. It's always a pleasure, Andrew. Thanks. Oh, thank you very much. So, um, now, let me remind people who are listening that if you want an opportunity to get some free no-bull relationship coaching, I put this out on Twitter a couple of times today, uh, yeah. you can call us here at area code 646-929-2893 and just press 1 if you have a question, and I will be more than happy to let you uh, ask your question right here on the show, and that would be great. Well, I love that, you know, the no bull. I'm glad that you stressed that because I don't know if you remember me as, as a coach instructor, but I was always, you know, one to get right straight to the point. And I think it's really important not to um, just beat around the bush, but just get to the point because what you want to get done needs to get done now. Absolutely. So it's all about, you know, well, coaching is it's so much about action, what actions you take and taking them now, you know, really, really getting to it. So I love listening to that from you. The, um, Kelly and I have what we call boot the bull, and boot the bull in coaching terms is really the bold request and the request that we ask our clients to, you know, the steps to take, um, the actions to take in order to alleviate the the problems and, and, and that they're having in their relationship. So um, boot the bull is, is lots of fun. I'm just going to unplug here we go. I'm plugging from the, the the car right now. I'm going to see if I can go back in the house. That I'm, hopefully I'm charged up enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Wow. That's a great piece of information. So you're actually calling from a car. From a truck. Uh, from a truck. I'm a love wrangler. What do you mean? <laughs> well, of course. A truck. Yay. Yeah. I'm in my pickup truck. Honestly, God, it is. It's a pickup truck. And I'm just going to lock it up here and see if I can't go back inside where it's a little bit a little bit warmer. Oh, Okay. Yeah, and yeah. and you know this is just to show you the 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 beauty of technology. I'm I'm in New York, Frankie's in Canada in Toronto, Kelly is in Arizona. Right. Isn't right. that wonderful? <laughs> right, and you know Frankie and I have never met face to face, and people can't believe that. You know the way wow. we get along. Yeah, our partnership. It's you know we're it's like we're right there with each other, and we've never actually met face to face. We've, we're, we've written a book together. <laughs> we've started businesses yep. together. And, yeah, we've never actually met. We've met on camera, but we've never uh-huh. met face-to-face. That is actually amazing. Uh, I'm so glad you told me that. Yeah. I would never have known that. I would never have thought of that. It's certainly not, uh, it's not unusual for me to be, you know, in a, whether it's in a coaching relationship or somebody who's a guest on my show, most of my guests I have not met in person. I have not met Frankie, and we've known each other now for a good number of years. That's right, and I think that's the beauty of technology and, and, and the 
the beauty of networking is is that you know you'll you'll remember from coaching school, Andrew, that that you met and made friends, lifelong friends that you may never have met face to face. That that it is indeed possible to create lasting relationships with people that you've never met face to face. It's really true, and in fact, that kind of question also makes me wonder about. Uh, in the in the world of uh, romance and love, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with cyber romance and and uh, mm-hmm. virtual romance, and, and some of which eventually become a real in the flesh romance. That sometimes they don't. That's right. I think for the most part that they don't, because what Frankie and I have seen through the years, and we've counseled so many people, coached so many people. You know, when you meet somebody online, especially somebody who lives in another state or even another country, you tend to build up that person into something that they're not. You can both pretend that you're absolutely perfect, they're everything that you need, and until you meet the person face-to-face and spend some time with them, you know, that's that's a big difference there. Online romances are very difficult to you know, create a long-term romance out of. I agree, and I think that it's really important that people who do go online to find love, that they they talk on the phone, they meet as soon as possible, so mm-hmm. that they they can find out if if there's really an attraction, a real attraction, a chemistry there, before they waste you know a year of their time creating this fantasy lover who doesn't exist. I actually have a friend who is quote unquote engaged. He's, actually, I'm going to reduce him to an acquaintance. An acquaintance who is quote unquote engaged to a woman that he's never met uh, in another country. I believe he's even gone so far as to uh, buy a ring. Wow, mm. that's incredible. I mean, engaged to somebody that engaged, you've never met. Engaged, uh, quote unquote. And never honest? met, and, and uh, uh, they've known each other. And again, I'm going to put quotes around that for, for years already. And still well, haven't, haven't, haven't brought it to the reality. You know, I can understand why Kelly and I haven't met, and I can understand Andrew why you and I haven't met. We're not in an intimate relationship. It doesn't matter for business. Darn, darn it! By the way, let me, let me just say <laughs> darn it. But, and, but, and by the way, anybody know. who has seen Frankie's picture will also say darn it. No. Darn it! Welcome. <laughs> but go on. You know, when you're in an intimate relationship, when you're going to marry somebody, you want to know who this person is and you need to you need to do that face to face. You cannot do that over the phone or even over a video camera. There's still, you know, a barrier between the two of you. You need to be eye to eye, flesh to flesh and know if there's chemistry there. And that you really, no matter what anyone says and I, I definitely I can speak to this personally. I mean I've gone through all of those scenarios. I've had online romances and all kinds of things and it's all it's always been it doesn't count until the moment you meet. That's right. That's right. It really doesn't. And it and and you know one of one of the the ways that I like to um, counsel people to meet online to to have online relationships is to look at it as if you're meeting a friend. You know, when you go right directly to is this going to be the person I'm going to marry, the person I'm going to love for the rest of my life, it puts so much pressure on the two of you. Um, and so much pressure that that when you actually do meet the let there's there's an instant letdown very often because of this fantasy that you've woven around this person um, and the expectation that you have had for them and it's so much better if you can just bring it down to friend and and then 
take that once you've met and build it back up to um, a love relationship. Totally agree. That's so true. That's so true. And I, I did that. You know, I met Mike online, and it actually did work out. But I had many dates before that that just, you know, went south. Nothing happened at all because you don't know until you meet the person face to face. You know, I know one woman that I was counseling and she was talking to this guy for an entire year. They talked every day on the phone. They I am I mean they were as close as two people could be. He came down to meet her for a week. Nothing no chemistry, nothing, zero, nothing was there. And so it was like an entire year was wasted where right. they could have been seeking out people in, in in their vicinity or looking around or something. So I agree with Frankie. When you meet somebody online, you need to talk on the phone as soon as possible, meet as soon as possible, obviously in a safe environment, and really see what's there and what isn't there. And don't expect to just you know fall in love with this person, go out as friends, and then see what can build up from there. You know, Andrew, I don't know if you're still dating online or not, but I also met Dan online, and it it's an amazing tool. You know, you get to meet a whole lot of people that you wouldn't normally meet because I don't hang out in bars and, you know, mm-hmm. and, but the three of us are used to counseling people on the phone. We're, we're used to hearing things that aren't said while people are speaking on the phone. A lot of people don't have that skill. However... You know, I remember Dan telling me in his experience that he was, you know, he would meet women, um, but they never wanted to talk on the phone. They never wanted to meet in person. What does that tell you? If you're listening to the show and you're talking to somebody right now that won't get on the phone with you or won't, you know, meet you in person, you know, after two or three times of this, that that's kind of silly. You know, they were afraid to call. Come on. You know, this person is living a fantasy. They just want to be a fantasy lover, a fantasy um, person hiding behind a computer screen. They're never going to go anywhere. Just move on. Yeah, they're 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 obviously not willing to do that because they're they're there's some way they're misrepresenting who they, they, who they yeah. are. They're either their voice is going to be, oh, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> you know, "Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lisa." Yeah, well, uh, I smoked a lot when I was younger. Yeah, <laughs> and it's that happens. It happens all the time. There was a story. Um, in the news a few years ago about this woman that had this online relationship with this guy. They fell in love. They were going to get married. She went out to Los Angeles to meet him. It ended up being a woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just know, thinking you know, of... Uh, I don't so know why she showed up. I, you know, She uh, made the plans and everything. I don't know what she thought this, this other woman would say when she thought she was a man the whole time, but of course, what she do? She packed her bags and went back home and lesson learned. Thing that these people who misrepresent themselves believe that you know, oh, and that these words of love are real words of love, mm-hmm. and that it's going to be okay to be 300 pounds when you show up. That they're still going to love you for who you are. It's not going to happen, ladies. And you know, women tend to lie about their weight. Men tend to lie about their height. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's, uh, which there are two heights that men may may uh, may lie about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they lie about both of them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Objects and mirror may not be actual size. But that's it. That's another story. Yeah. But you know, you reminded me of the end of. Uh, you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, you, you remember the movie uh, Some Like It Hot by any chance? Yeah. Jack yeah. Lemon mm-hmm. and at the end of the movie and Jack Lemon pulls off this wig and he says, I'm a man and 
the, the Joey, I think it was Joey Lewis, or jo- Joey somebody, it says, uh, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's the last line of the... Imagine that, yeah. like the woman goes out, the man turns out to be a woman, and nobody's perfect, and they live uh, happily ever after. No, it's probably not going to happen, unless Jack Lemmon is starring, and he's gone, so it's definitely not going to happen. You know, I, I, had a, I had a guy tell me that, that he went to, he was out in Tennessee, and he went to meet a woman, and she had actually put her daughter's picture up on the Internet, misrepresented oh. herself, put her daughter's picture up, and she thought it wouldn't matter when she finally met her. She goes, well, you know, we've been talking, and you liked me, and so what difference does it make? Well, yeah, I don't understand how they can't understand mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah, you lied, and people don't like liars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and that happened with me. I, I dated a guy once. We talked online. We met online on a dating site, and when we met for coffee one evening, he shows up, and he's 10 years older and 200 pounds heavier than the photo that he used online. And he made all these excuses, oh, I'm sorry, but, you know, it was a done deal then. I just thought, well, this person misrepresented themselves. They're liars or desperate mm-hmm. or, you know, the whole shebang, and you don't want anything to do with someone like that. You need to be as honest and upfront as you can. You know, that's why we do the no bull relationship coaching, because we want you to be in love and fall in love and have people fall in love with the real you. You know, there's somebody for everybody, and you are just wonderful and beautiful the way you are. And if you're not, then we're going to do the work that it takes to get you there. And I'm not talking about outer beauty. I'm talking about inner. And, you know, life is an inside job. That's where it all happens, inside us. And we get that, that house straightened up and cleaned up, and the outer world is going to change for you, just like Kelly said at the beginning when she was talking about, talking about that. Oh, what about like if you if you're somebody you you think you're you're too unattractive to find love, or you think there's like there's something wrong with you? I'm too wrong with me. I'm like I'm too this. I'm not enough that. You know, Andrew, I'm sure that we could all find a supermodel who thinks that that she's unattractive. Right. You mm-hmm. know, self-esteem and 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 is so damaged in so many people that that it's it's almost an epidemic. And what it is. You know, Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kelly. I was going to say, you know, Frankie and I always tell women, because we talk to a lot of men too, and they tell us, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, to a certain extent what you look like on the outside. If you take care of yourself inside and you're healthy and you're vibrant and you have self-confidence, that self-confidence and independence is sexier to a man than someone with, you know, triple D chest and stiletto heels. Like your man, Andrew, what do you think? Um, that it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, seriously, is 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 it more attractive to have somebody who's confident and independent and and can laugh and is vivacious and and outgoing than than you know a bimbo? Oh, absolutely. In, in fact, you're reminding me of when I was uh, I was a teenager, uh, many 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 years ago in a time when forgot and all that stuff. Uh, I remember this young woman who was in the, like the group of friends I hung out with, and and uh, she was like not particularly attractive. She was uh, uh, overweight, you know. And and uh, but she, the thing about her, she had this personality, that, this always beaming smile. She was so warm and friendly, and I, I remember her as having more more dates and more boyfriends and more attention 
than uh, than almost anybody I could have thought of. And I was like, what was her secret? Her secret was just that she was so easy to be with and warm, and you you, you forgot within two seconds that she wasn't maybe the prettiest girl you knew, but she certainly was the one you wanted to hang she out with. She looked really her. beautiful after about two minutes, too. Say that again? But I'm sure she looked really beautiful after after a few minutes. Like when you talked to her, that you know that personality was so beautiful that she probably sparkled and looked really beautiful. Once you you know actually looked at her and looked in her eyes and and was in her person you know her personage, it yes. it probably changed the people you know who were with her. Well, so I my my really mom had a, a my mom's best friend for many many years until the woman dies and her name was Yvette. And I remember the first time when Yvette came to visit us, and she said, my friend Yvette, she's the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your life. And uh, she's just the most wonderful and, and all this. And she walked in the house, and you know, you know that famous psychiatry picture of like the, the, the ugly, the old woman or beautiful woman, depending on how you right. see her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she walked in the house, and she was like the ugly old lady. And I, I'm like, like, look at my mother, like, uh, what, are you kidding me? You know, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to tell you that uh, probably by within the first hour of knowing her, and certainly by the end of the visit, my, it was my my mom's friend, the most beautiful woman in the world. I mean, she was so great, so wonderful, and 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 it just completely my perspective of her changed, just like that picture. Yeah, I love that. I love when I meet people like that. You know, we're all going to get older, all of us. I mean, <laughs> if you live long enough, you're going to get older, and and looks are going to fade, and it really is. Um, about your personality and about who you are and what you value. And and that's what relationships are all about. They're about values and friendship and communication and all those wonderful things. Well, you know, you know, my new my new thing is uh, lying about my age but the other way. Yeah. I, yeah. So, so I tell you, I look, don't I look amazing for 75? <laughs> I mean, incredible. I mean, this guy is so preserved. I said, people well, who lie yeah. about the age, they go the wrong. They always make themselves, oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not uh, 40, I'm 22. No, lie the well, other I'm way. I'm not 52 and a half. You know, my daughter would go, she would always, you know, when you're a teenager, right, you're always in a half. Well, I'm 15 and a half. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I was so proud of the half, and now I'm like, I'm, no, no, I'm still going on the first part of that year. Never mind the half. I, I went to and they're like, are you on... Um, closer to the 50 side or to the 60 side? <laughs> they don't actually ask you your age, right? It's kind of funny. Uh, yes. Well, you know, it's, it's you know, it's one of those things that, that you know. Now the new thing, like if you're on Facebook, as many of us are, and you don't have to put the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had my year on in the beginning. I no longer, I no longer do it. Really? It's going to be a mystery. Yep. Yeah. None of it's none of none of, be, none of your business. Oh, that's so. Funny. On the yeah, dating I, side, yeah. I have no choice. They make you. They make you. In fact, on one of the dating sites I've been on, if you if you change your, you can't change your date of birth after the first two weeks of membership. And it's really funny to see some of these ads, uh, mostly from women who's like, "Geez, there's something wrong. I can't change. I'm really." And they then they say they're real age because they had they thought better of it. Yeah, but they're because stuck. They that people don't like liars. That's right. People don't like liars. I mean, if you come out in the first minute and say, hey, you know what, I, I didn't mean to lie. I didn't mean to put that age down. I, you know, I didn't know if I was sticking around. Okay. You know, you can kind of forgive that. But mm-hmm. if, once you got on that first date and they never told you, then, then they're a liar. 
<laughs> and that's right. just the way it is. But one of the things that Kelly and I do, um, also for, for especially for men, because they tend not to um, write about the things in their profiles that women really want to know about them, is that we do write profiles for guys. And so if you are an online dater and you want, and you're not meeting women and you want to meet um, better quality of woman, let's say, one that's going to uh, be more aligned with you, mm-hmm. then we can write your profile for you. We'll interview you and write your profile for you. And um, guaranteed you're going to get totally different packets of women calling and contacting you. You know, I think oh, if I knew that in advance, I might have uh, shown you my profile just so you could uh, comment on it. Yeah. We'll pull right. it up and read it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's true. You know, most men just have horrendous profiles. I talked to one of my clients the other day, and he sent me a profile from a girl he was interested in. Her profile was amazing. It's like I fell in love with this woman just reading her profile. And then I said, well, you know, let me look at yours. And it was just it was atrocious. It was, you know, three short sentences, and it was all things that women would find I go to work. appalling. Oh. <laughs> Dinner. I like hanging out with the guys. You know, I play football, and he has a picture of himself, you know, drunk one night with all of his friends, and I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and there's always the, the, the requisite fish picture, the guy with the big fish that he caught, <laughs> and my truck. Um Oh, and this is the one that I love. There's two that I love. The guy, there's always a guy who says, and I need, I need a woman who can go from um, jeans into an, into a ball gown in, you know, one afternoon. And oh, yeah, I'm, we do that I used all to the write time, the back and going, we? yeah, how, how many formal affairs have you been to this year? Because that's really important. And, right. And I love to walk, you know, hand in hand by the beach, and they live in the Midwest. <laughs> Yeah, and say they, that. they copy and paste. You know, or, yeah, or they copy and paste. That what we women want to hear, and women want, you know, the truth. Right. They want to know the real you, the sensitive side, maybe the not so pretty side, because that's what a real relationship is all about. I want to know what you value. I want to know what mm. you like to do, because I want to be able to do those things <laughs> with you. And if I don't like to do those things, well, then maybe you're just not the match for me, and I can move on. Yeah, I, I actually brought my own profile up just so I could see it. <laughs> yeah, I started with uh, I have a lead off I have a lead off uh, line. I said to borrow from Rhett Butler, you ought to be kissed and often by someone who knows how. That someone is me. <laughs> a little arrogant. Okay. You have, uh, you know, because I want to make sure that you can back up that statement. Are there, you know, <laughs> testimonials? Oh, absolutely. And I was named the uh, best kisser and, and kisser monthly uh, guide. <laughs> People, would you have had to kiss to get that that title? Yeah, I well, like, you know, I feel like we can have a. I always say, if you don't believe me, we can have a kiss off. Yeah. Okay. You can take that anyway, <laughs> any way you want it. Uh, that's funny. Okay, read the rest. Do you really want to hear? Okay, sure, why not? Get, mine is awfully long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I said, So I say that first one. I said, but first let's talk about you. As a, as a practitioner of the law of attraction, I focus on what I want as opposed to what I don't want. So you won't hear a lot of no blank in my profile. Because a lot of, by the way, a lot of profiles are like, I don't, don't know this, know that. I like this, I don't want that. I don't yeah, that. Right. And I think you just get right. more, of, more of that. So they, I'll say, I won't pretend I'm only attracted to someone's personality or mind, but in fact, 
That's the most important thing to me after the initial five seconds. So you should be warm, easily given to laughter and smiling, smart and able to hold a conversation, open-minded and a generous soul. It's a plus if you can make me laugh. You're affectionate, sensual, emotionally low-maintenance, understanding, compassionate, involved. You may have adversaries elsewhere, but with me, you're my partner. And I have oh uh, this could this really goes on long I don't know if I want to I really like it. I like that I like that I like that that um, it it makes it sound like you guys are gonna, it's going to be you and, and and her against the world although there's a little bit of a laundry list it's it's not a bad one those are you know those are are, right. are nice to have you yeah like I know what I the things that I like so I'm going to put out what do I like right rather than you know there are, everybody has things they don't like but. I think when you when you focus on that, you just get more of it. Okay, but but we need to hear about you. Who are you? We well, want to know who you are. Oh yeah. Well, now after after the after the forty seventh no the fourth paragraph, I tell I tell you a lot about me. Okay. So I, I'll 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 tell Stay you right what you. I wrote. So I wrote I'm. Uh, let's see. So I'm a contradictorian, a made-up word. I'm very funny, sometimes corny. In some ways, I'm very old school. I live by the golden rule. Ethics are important to me, and I have an old-fashioned code of honor. I have a great relationship with my family. My musical taste leaned toward music that was popular when I was born, like 50s Sinatra and Elvis music, Beatles, jazz and blues, and old-time R&B. I enjoy most other music other than most rap or house, at least not in my house. I don't much care for electronic music either, and I still don't understand why anyone even knows who Moby is, for example, <laughs> although we clearly go to the same barber. Well, you know, that, that's kind of good. Um, this is someone who has to be kind of hip enough to know who Moby is, who, who can laugh at that. And, and okay, so you, you're, you're making your boundaries here. That's good. You know, and I and I and I, I said I'm a, I lean neither to left nor right politically, though in principle I don't believe that government must solve everyone's problems, and I believe believe strongly in entrepreneurship and individual responsibility. On the other hand, I listen to Howard Stern on Sirius and watch Family Guy, and believe firmly in everyone's right to full, free, and uncensored self-expression, so long as it doesn't interfere with anyone else's rights. I don't force my beliefs on others. Uh, and except those who do not infringe on mine, therefore it won't bother me if we haven't voted for the same people or have opposing views on an issue. Maybe too much information. Yeah, I, you know, I get. And I, I uh, by the way, I this goes on and on. I'm not even going to continue. I'm not even going to continue. Uh, if anybody wants to see it, they are more than welcome to uh, email me. I'll no, send no, it no, upon I, demand. I think, it's, I think it's great because you're really opening. You know, you're an open book. Really, you're showing who you are, your sense of humor, and uh, I, I, you know, it's it's great. Maybe a little long for a profile, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what I get. I get you know, sometimes I will get a. I get a lot of unsolicited comments just about the profile. Uh, sometimes it starts a, a conversation. Sometimes it's just to say, "Oh, that's like the best profile I've seen here," and I really appreciate that. And you know, it's amazing. Um, occasionally, I get the long profile uh, comment. Oh, I sh- I'll give you the. I'll give you. I'll give you one more paragraph because you'll appreciate this, Frankie, uh, with some of the conversations you have online. I'm also a sensualist. That means I delight in sight, smells, and touch. This should not necessarily translate into something sexual, although this trait certainly affects things in the bedroom. It means I revel in something like chocolate melting in my mouth, the gorgeous sunset, the smell of a garden, or your intoxicating perfume, an amazing massage. 
etc. It's also part of why I love to kiss, hold, hug, and hold someone. Mm. <laughs> nice. Very, very honest and open. You got it all down there. There, you left no stone unturned. Well, the, the, I mean, and I, and yet the the truth is, sure I did. Like, I'm right. I'm going to give you here are like here are like I got a lot of bullet points. I've been around for a while. <laughs> but, so how, how are the women that are responding to that? Who are they? Um, for the most part, they're they've been women I'm at least interested in hearing from. Okay. As far as you know, I don't always get you know necessarily somebody I'm particularly attracted to, but I've gotten uh, a, a, a number who have been wow, this so is. They're, they make money. Are they employed? Oh yeah, I haven't gotten any. I haven't gotten. You know, I, it's. I, what I don't get are people who are. If, if they don't understand what I wrote, they're just not yeah. even going to bother. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I'm. I think I'm being really, really clear to somebody, and they're either going to get me. And if they don't get me after that, like at least wanting to have a conversation, they're probably not going to get me in another way. Right. Right. Maybe it could be a little scary to somebody if, especially somebody who has been married, is divorced, coming back on the dating scene, um, expecting all of this sensuality, sexual stuff. That can be a little scary yeah. because maybe she's only had one partner. Maybe she doesn't know she kisses well. Maybe she only knows one man's touch. And, you know, women um, and men both are kind of afraid that, that, you know, that first time, the second time around. Yeah, and I, that's, that's definitely not the first thing you see when you read this. It's like so if, you, if you've gotten past the the interesting stuff, <laughs> right. and you get you there, it's like, oh, you're still I'm, reading. I'm, I'm, you're probably no, going to be the best kisser in the world. You started off with that. <laughs> well, I did start off with that, but I, but I get you know I get a lot of comments on that. I think that's one of the greatest, by the way, one of the greatest uh, quotes of any movie. That of course is from Gone with the Wind. Right. And it was, I think well, it's so, so powerful. Let us ask you something, Andrew. How long have you been on the dating site? Just out of curiosity. This particular site, uh, I think two years. How many? Two years. And you haven't... How... Yeah. Whoa. So, and you haven't found anybody yet. And what I found out with myself is I wrote a profile and I was meeting people that were interesting and then nothing ever happened. And then I got kind of fed up with it. I mean, I went on so many dates, I can't even count them, and it just never worked out. So what I did, I stood back and I took a look at my profile, and from my my personal experience, not for everybody, but I felt I shared too much. And, you know, from a woman's point of view, you know, it was like too many men, you know, learned too much about me at mm -hmm. Right at the start, and and I agree with Frankie. I think your profile is wonderful, but I think that it is scary for someone. And for me, I think just getting out of, uh, you know, a divorce. I didn't date right away after my divorce, but it would have been scary to meet somebody that honest and that open right off the bat. But I'm not necessarily looking for somebody who is. Coming from out that of a place. divorce, I know. But at right, our age, right, how many course. people? Do, how many people aren't? How many people, you know, have never been married? And and you know, are you looking? Well, okay, maybe we should have asked you. What's your age range on there? Are you looking for twenty to thirty year old? Oh gosh, no. Um, I wouldn't know really what to do with a twenty to thirty year old after about the first hour. 
Right. So, <laughs> you know, if if you're in your 40s and 50s, then you most likely have been married and divorced. And I have you know? not. I've never been married and I have no children. Right. So it, but but bear in mind, yeah. I am a New Yorker, so it's actually much more common here than in other parts of the country. That's true. But there are there is a segment of the population that feels women that um, it worries them if a man has never been married, and it worries them if he's never had kids. They're worried about is he is he too set in his ways? Um, is he selfish? Is he um, and, and you know I'm sure you've heard these. Sure. Yeah. So what's your answer when somebody says that to you? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm an old crushy man, and I uh, how dare you? Okay, well, why haven't you married? Well, that's a, that's a very good question. Well, first of all, I was never looking for marriage. But why? Everybody looks for it. Why? I don't know that that's true. I think that the majority of people do, but you know what I you weren't pressured into it. No, I think you know there was a time when there was two times. Well, let's say when I was. When I was first in the dating scene, when I was with my first girlfriend, she was, you know, she was like my first real relationship, and I was in love with her for years and years after we were not together. You know, she was the woman I compared every woman to for for a decade. Wow. So, are you, you know, looking for marriage now, though, or are you? Just I'm not looking for marriage. I'm at an age where. You know, that's the kind of thing that if if there's a good reason to get married, if I meet somebody. And there's a reason, like I don't really know what the reason to get married is when you're past the, the 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 place of having children. Well, not just married, but are you looking for a long-term relationship? Long-term relationship, that's a different answer. So a long-term relationship, yes. Marriage, not necessarily. I'm not close to the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not even that, I'm not even close to the idea of having children. It's just not my dream. Right. right. You know, it's not my like. I'm not thinking. Oh, if only I had kids, I'd love to have. Is that in your profile? It is. Okay. So that 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 can turn off a lot of people too. But it's honest. And so that No, it's it's like you know what? Oh, of course, the thing is right. until you've been there, until yeah. you know what you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. Right. When it comes to, especially when it comes to relationships, somebody could walk into your life and they could just knock you you know, knock your socks off, knock you right on your keister and you're going, Holy crap. I just had, right. you know, fell in love with the love of my life, and I want the whole shebang. So you can never say never. I, that's why I don't. I'm open to that, and you know, it's like if if that's what the big guy has uh, has planned for me, then. And of course, I'm speaking of John Wayne. Right. No. Well, <laughs> of that, course. If that's what and God has, language, or the yeah. universe, or whatever you want to say, has, if that's what's in, in in store, I'm open to that kind of a gift coming into my life. Absolutely. So, have you come close? Not in a long time. Hmm. Is it is it you that's turning these women down, or are they turning you down? Uh, it's been both. You know, I, one of the things I've said is that I have not necess- not found the person who is right for me at the same time that I am right hmm. for her. Yeah. I've had the one or the other happen, at not necessarily at the same time. Now, can they have kids? Absolutely, I love kids. Yeah. I, in fact, I like to. I prefer pre-owned children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Those are the best, aren't they? Yeah, because if you know, it's like it, like you know the parts of 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 children that I, that I I I dread is just the couple the first couple of years. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if I can have the fast forward button. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I think, oh, man, I'd like, really like to have a kid. And I'll be sitting on the train, and I'll it'll be like two or three hysterically crying babies. And I'll go like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's well, why. That's why. Like that, you know, we, and we were talking about, you know, the fact that you haven't been married and haven't had children. And interestingly enough, my second husband was like that. I met him. He was 40-something. He had never been married, never had kids. I had been married, and obviously I had kids. And honestly, it did not work out. I'm not saying it wouldn't work for you. I'm just saying in my particular case, it didn't work out because he was so set in his ways, never been around kids really, or had to watch them for any length of time. And it was just two people from two different worlds. And although Mm. we cared about each other and we – matched really well on certain subjects and in certain areas just the family dynamics just were not there so it is better i would think you know the age that you're at now most women if they do have kids they would probably be a lot older mine were between four and 15 at the time right i I would i would agree most of the most of the uh the pool of women that i have had the fortune of dating have been women who if they've had children they've been Often they're grown or out of the house, or they're they're right. teens, so there's you know it's a different kind of a situation than with a small child. Um, you know, I've been around small children, and uh, my brother has two uh, adorable little girls. Well, actually, they're getting big now too. But and I'll tell you, it was very you know I've had the experience of spending time with them uh, and just you know taking care of them and being out with them. It's I I amazed that my that my brother you know has to do he deals with this you know he's a they share custody he and his ex wife so it's I I laud anybody who can can do that and Kelly for you five children and being a single mom it's like wow yeah Frank, Frankie has very impressive her too right and it's mm-hmm. tough and that's that's one thing that we always tell women and I want to get in before you know the show is over so many women write to us and they're utterly miserable in their relationship and have been for a long time but they don't leave because of the children and the financial stability you know Frankie and I we took our kids and ran literally mm-hmm. and we made it on our own we made it on our own we raised our kids we got jobs, we made ends meet, we did whatever we had to do. And that's what we want to do. We want to help women become stronger and not feel that they have to depend on, you know, a man that they're not in love with or is mistreating them. Or an abusive relationship. Right, right. Just for that paycheck. My mother did that, and I swore I would never let that happen to me. Yeah. It's not a great reason to stay in a relationship. And, you know, Andrea, as you talked about the law of attraction, and, and Kelly spoke about that a little bit earlier too. If, if you know, you have the mindset that you are going to be okay and you're going to have, make money, and um, if, if you can do with a little bit less for a little while, knowing mm-hmm. that things are going to get better, then that's all it takes. You know, change can be a little bit scary, but um, it, it's probably opening yourself up for the best possible scenario to let new things and better things come into your life and they can't as long as you're stuck in you know in a relationship that you don't want to be in and um be unhappy and everybody's unhappy everybody's a loser in that children are losers um because they're it's not like they're stupid and they they can't feel you know the tension in the air um they they are growing up under stress and worried and people start screaming and yelling and they live in a war zone um that's the worst possible 
Uh, and you're just teaching your children to do the same thing when they grow up. I always ask myself that. I said, do I want this for my kids? They're watching, you know, me and, you know, their father yelling and being cold toward each other. And then one day I said, do I want this for my kids? No, I don't. And so That's you know, we taught, you know, pursue your happiness and mm-hmm. a life of your own if you are very unhappy in a relationship. Yeah. So... You know, we have down down to our last uh, eight minutes or so in the show, believe it or not. So uh, any good – seven minutes. We're down to seven minutes. Time is flying. <laughs> so uh, some some uh, tips for finding Mr. Right. You talk about – I saw the Mr. Right thing. What, what, oh. what would you like to say about that? Well, the first thing that we always have women do, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, and Frankie can expand on this, but you have to really know what you want in for yourself, for your life, and in a partner. And we always have them visualize, and Frankie did this before she met the love of her life. I did this before I met mine. You know, visualize what you want for your future with this ideal person. Imagine a day in the life with mm-hmm. the love of your life. Mm. And 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 it's all about for me it's about values and and what is it that I how do I want to feel in my relationship? How do I want to interact with this person in my life? How, you know, I want to be um important to them and I want to do things with them and I and and I value, you know, certain things. And I value freedom and I want to be able to do the things I want to do and I want them to allow me to be able to do that, but I also want them to be with me and be affectionate and all of those things, you know, a lot of the things that you put in into your profile. So, you know, this is how the operational side of the relationship works and that's what, you know, we're looking for. Strategically you're looking for that person that's going to fit the bill, but operationally, you know, the relationship operates on a day-to-day basis and so how is that day going to going to play out with your partner what is it that you want to feel like it's not about how they look as much as about how they're going to make you feel and you know are they going to be your best friend are they going to be loyal to you are they going to be um you know fulfill your needs and you be able to fulfill theirs and you know you don't want to live in a war zone then you want somebody who's not going to argue with you know that you're not going to be argue with it means everything to me that I don't, you know, argue that we never raise our voice. We don't even fight. We've never had anything to fight over. It's it's amazing when you find the right person. Did you, did you know who the Bickersons were? Uh, <laughs> not quite Bickersons. sure, but they don't sound like good people. They were. It was Donna Michi, and I cannot remember the woman. It might have been Irene Ryan. No, I know it was Donna Michi. I like um, Donna Michi. Well, it was a radio show called The Bickersons, and there was this this two, this couple that was, they were like, you know, War of the Roses kind of a couple. They were just constantly bickering and arguing about everything. And, you know, they, they you know, by the end of the day, you know, they still oh, love each play. other. But uh, it's like, <laughs> it, was, it was just like the, the, the uh, it was just a play on that, you know, that that yeah. arguing couple thing. And uh, no, probably arguing, today they would just bickering. get divorced. Yeah, right. But arguing, arguing and bickering, you know, can be truly it can be foreplay for some people. But when I noticed that when my husband came home and my heart would start, you know, the adrenaline would pump, the heart would start to beat fast. I yep. physiologically, my body was changing and responding to this person coming in the door, and so did everybody else. There was such a 
um, a pall over the house and, and when he left for a weekend or whatever, it was like this huge sigh of relief. The walls would expand out again and the kids would relax and they would start to laugh again. And, you know, when you can look at your house and say, wow, you know, like that, but physio- physiologically we're all, you know, our bodies are changing, uh, it's time to say goodbye. You cannot and, live under that stress healthily, you know. Was there like a particular moment when that be- became that guy or was, I mean, was that always present? No, obviously it wasn't always present, um, but pretty, you know, I didn't realize that, that he was an alcoholic, and uh-huh. as he grew in age, um, there is a male menopause, and... and it, yeah, I call it womenopause. Yeah, well, it's called andropause. <laughs> <women. laughs> it, it's called andropause, and okay. <laughs> it is a real, you know... Physiologically, he was changing, and I would go to the doctor, and I'd say, you know, there's something going on. He's not the same person. I don't know who this guy is. And um, he just, you know, with the alcohol, and I didn't realize about the alcohol, so with the alcohol, he became increasingly abusive verbally, physically. Um, he got diabetes, too, and he got, you know, mm. um, cholesterol, high cholesterol. And, of course, I was blamed for all of that. And that is somebody, you know, who was changing. And so, no, I wouldn't say it was always that way, but um, it became that way. And, and so, you know, screaming and yelling becomes a habit and a way of, of, of communication. And it's not a really nice way to communicate. No, it does right. not sound pretty. No, it's not fun. So, no. um, so uh, ladies, we are mm-hmm. getting close to the end of our show here. We have just a couple of minutes left. Uh, for the Love Wranglers here on Coach's Corner. So now would be a good time to let us know what you're up to, where people can find you, although I've also mentioned it, and what's going on. Well, they can find us at the www.theloverranglers.com. That's our website. And starting April 1st, you will find us on toginet.com radio. And we're on at 8 Eastern, 7 Central on Toginet, the Love Wranglers. Uh, noble relationship show also um kelly you can find kelly at um where is it kelly kelly wallace.com and authors audubon.com and you can find me at unstoppable frankie com. we can find you in a lot of places exactly (laughs) now you you are uh, working on a, a a book together Yep, our book is finished. We're just putting uh, some finishing touches on it, but it's our Love Wrangler book. And, you know, we have, you know, we cover beginnings, middles, and ends of relationships. And we have our Boot the Bull on every single page. And we cover various topics from, like I said, beginnings, middles, and ends. So people can read the book and hopefully learn from it and find better relationships, get out of bad ones. And we're really excited for this book to be out. Well, I'm looking forward to it, too. I hope you come back when the book is out and love to have you back on our show. Thank you. We really appreciate, Andrew, your support. Oh, my pleasure. Well, thanks, Frankie and Kelly, the Love Wranglers, for some wonderful information. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back next week on the same bat time, same bat station, with my guest, Warren Zena. Have an outstanding next seven days. Good night from Coach's Corner. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Andrew. Good Bye, night. Thank you. Thank you.